Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. My dear faithful, today I want to talk to you about fear and worry. Fear is an emotion by which we shrink and flee from some evil. And worry is a state wherein our fear is prolonged over a period of time. Our fear about the past or our fear about the future. And I want to go over five types of fear. Three types of these fear are good, and two types are bad. And what we want to do is we want to fight the bad fear in us, and we want to foster the good fear. Fear is an emotion. Emotions of themselves are not bad or good. They can be one or the other. And in this case, you've got five types of the emotion of fear three of them good and two of them bad. So it's extremely, extremely important for the salvation of your soul that you learn to fight the bad fear and encourage the good fear. That's the purpose of the sermon I'm giving you today. Let's look at the, firstly at the bad fear. The first type of fear is what's called worldly fear. This is the fear we have of not getting our way. In other, in other words, the evil that we fear is the denial of our own will. We're attached to our own will, and we see that we're going to be, be deprived of getting our own will, and this makes us afraid. For instance, I may love the impression that I make on others in public, and so I fear being embarrassed. I don't want people to think I'm incompetent. For instance, if I'm giving a sermon... And I think, wow, if I give a bad sermon, and I'm stumbling in my words, I'm making long pauses, I don't know what to say, and there's just this gap, and I'm searching for words, or I forget what I'm saying, then I will look like a fool. And I don't want to look like a fool. I want, I want people to think I'm great. And so I fear the evil of not looking good. This is a worldly fear. It's not a good fear. It's a selfish fear. It's a fear that has no reference to God. It's a purely horizontal fear. And it's important that when we experience this kind of fear, a fear that only concerns myself, that only concerns this life, that we, we strive to quiet and even destroy this kind of fear. We try to ignore it, we try to distract our minds. We try to, to convince ourselves with reasoning that this fear is a useless fear, it's a dangerous fear, and perhaps it's even a sinful fear. The same holds true for all the fears that are selfish and that are completely rooted in this life. Do I fear about my looks? Do I fear whether I'm going to get invited to the Super Bowl party or not? Do I fear that I might lose my job? Do I fear that all these plans that I've laid out for my life, for my future, are just not going to work out? All of these fears are purely worldly fears. There's no reference to God in these fears. And so we need to fight them as such. Insofar as these fears are purely earthly, we have to try to eliminate them. We have to try to fight anxiety and worry. And we have to try to restore our peace of soul. You can't be virtuous without having peace of soul. 
And so when you're anxious and you're worried and you're fearful, you're much more likely to start committing sins and offending God because you're not thinking about God. You're just thinking about your obsession, this obsessive fear and anxiety that you have. And it's a very important skill in your spiritual life to be able to pull yourself up, to recognize that you're in this state of anxiety and fear, and say to yourself, soul, why are you afraid? Why do you have this fear? Where is this fear coming from? Is this a good fear? Or is this a bad fear? Is this a fear that's pleasing to God, that leads me to God? Or is it a fear that's purely rooted in self? And if the answer is, I'm afraid because I might lose something I like, or I'm afraid because I might not get something I desire, then this is a state of worldly fear. We've got to try to stop the fear. The second type of bad fear is the servile fear of punishment. You've done something wrong, you've been caught, and you're going to be punished. And you fear the punishment not because you know that you deserve the punishment, but you fear it because you do not like pain and suffering. Your fear is wholly rooted in the question of pain. You're going to have to spend two years in jail. You don't want that. Or you're going to have to. You're going to. You've offended somebody, and they're they're going to beat you up, and you're going to have to go to the hospital. You don't want to go to the hospital. You won't, don't want to feel the pain of being beaten up. Again, this fear is a purely selfish fear. Um, the person who has this fear is not afraid because of any consciousness that they deserve punishment. That they're getting what they deserve for their their offense or sin or crime, what have you. They're only afraid because something is going to happen to them that they do not like. They're going to be in pain. This fear also has to be fought. If there is a punishment coming to me that I deserve, or even a pain coming to me that I do not deserve, then of course we're, we're going to be afraid. It's natural for us to be afraid. But what we must make sure of is that we're not afraid because of the pain itself. That we that this initial natural fear that we have, and, 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 and the, the worldly fear and the fear of pain are going to be the first fears that appear in our soul. And we have to raise those fears to a higher level. We, we fight them by uh, sublimating them and focusing our fear on something higher than these selfish or purely motives. So what I'm saying is you have to be very careful about the reason for which you are afraid. I'm not expecting you to become some sort of stoic where you never, ever experience fear. That's not the point. But the point is whether your fears are rooted in God or whether they're rooted in yourself. You need to raise your fear to higher motives. And this brings us to the three types of good fear. As I said, the two types of bad fear are purely natural and they're rooted in this world and in ourselves. And the three types of good fear are supernatural. They are fears on the supernatural level. They are fears and worries that help you save your soul. The first type of good fear is the fear of punishment. And you're saying to yourself, but Father, you just told me that the second type of fear was the fear of punishment. 
Why is the third type of fear also the fear of punishment? I did tell you the second type of fear was the fear of punishment, but I told you it was a fear of punishment only because of the pain that comes from the punishment. But this third type of fear of punishment is the fear of punishment because we know we deserve it. I'm going to get what I deserve. And I don't want to deserve that thing. If I commit this crime, I'm going to deserve this punishment. And I don't want to deserve to be punished in that way. I don't want to have the burden of having that punishment justly inflicted upon me. That is the third type of fear. It's a fear of punishment as a just retribution for our sins. Not a fear of punishment as being painful. For instance, I'm thinking about watching a movie. And I look at the DVD color, cover, and I see that the movie has scenes of sexuality. It has scenes of grave indecency. And I realize that if I watch this movie, I could very well commit a mortal sin. And if I commit a mortal sin, I'm going to deserve to go to hell justly for all eternity. And I don't want that. I don't want to go to hell for all eternity, and so I am afraid. There is fear in my heart, but it's a good fear. It's a fear that might keep me from committing a mortal sin and losing my soul. And this is the sort of fear we should act upon and we should nourish. Um, this third type of fear, and the first type of good fear, is the absolute minimum that God requires of you for a valid confession. If the only reason you have for being sorry for your sins is that you sen they send you to hell, God will accept your attrition and give you heaven. Even for that motive alone, God will give you heaven. He accepts your confession as valid, your sins are absolved, and you can save your soul. It's, this fear is the most basic motivation for you to take steps to save your soul. <clears throat> now, when I say this fear is good, I'm not talking about a scrupulous fear. I'm not talking about a fear that is grounded in illusion. I'm only talking about a reasonable fear, not an unreasonable fear. For instance, if someone says to me, Father, I'm, I'm really afraid of driving on the highway and seeing an indecent billboard because then I might commit a mortal sin, I would say no. No, that's not the case. I mean, th th that's, that's an illusion. You're not going to commit a moral sin from looking at a billboard because the occasion of sin is not strong enough. That's not going to be uh, sufficiently powerful to induce you to commit a moral sin. Your fear is unreasonable. Or if someone says, Father, I looked at an indecent DVD color cover, and I think I might have committed a moral sin by doing so. I would say, well, well, no. I mean, unless the cover had explicit images on it and you continued to stare at those images and, and will to derive pleasure from them, no, it was not a mortal sin for you to look at the cover. That fear is unreasonable. So scrupulous fears are always unreasonable fears. They're not based on reality, but they're based on false perceptions. The fears that I'm talking about, I'm assuming that they are based on reality. That there is something objective for you to fear. The second type of supernatural and good fear is called filial fear. Filial fear is the fear 
a son or that a son or a daughter has of offending their parents. And in this case, it's the fear that we have of offending the good God. We recognize that God is so good that he's given us absolutely everything, that he did not spare his life in order to save us. He laid down his very life to save us, that he gives himself to us in the blessed sacrament. And then we start thinking about committing a sin against our Lord Jesus Christ. And we say to ourselves, how wretched, how utterly wretched I would be if I offended my good God. How could I disrespect and hurt the very source of all goodness? The only one who's only given me good things, who will never let me down, my only true friend. How could I exchange the love and friendship of my God for a few moments of sense pleasure? And we have this fear of offending someone so good. I really don't want to offend someone that good. Archbishop Lefebvre says, the more we teach a soul about the grandeur and the perfection of God, the more that soul acquires a longing to love and to serve God, and the more it is touched by fear. It realizes more and more that to go against the will of God is something terrible. And it's a very wonderful thing for you to foster this kind of fear in your soul, for you to think about how good God is to you, and for you to think about what you do when you offend God, when you commit a sin against God, what does that mean? What are you actually doing when you do that? With full deliberation, offend the good God who has given you everything. And when you reflect upon that seriously, then you start to fear. And, and whenever there's, there's this occasion, perhaps there's an occasion of sin, you have this reflection, but if I do this, I will offend the good God. It's a very good fear that, that rises up in the heart. The third type of supernatural fear, and the last of the five types of fear overall, is the fear of God himself. It's not the fear of the punishment of God. It's not the fear of offending God. It is the fear of God. What happens is, we understand the power and the majesty and the, the, the utter omnipotence of God, of, of the authority who is ruling our reality. And because he is so transcendent, because he is so extremely perfect, because he is so powerful, we are moved to awe at the thought of God. We come to church, we bend our knee before God, we adore God, we acknowledge that he is our creator, that he has an infinite power. That is the fifth type of fear. And it's so different from the other types of fear that it really deserves a different name. And the proper name of this fear is not really fear but reverence. We call this fear reverence. So, in the case of, of this fear, 
it's it's a fear that it's more the action of honoring someone who is worthy of honor, who is superior. And we acknowledge the fact that this other person is superior, and we submit, we, we, we sort of humble ourselves before the majesty of that greater being. And in the case of God, of course, he is the most worthy of honor, and so we give him a supreme worship. And we, when we do this with the dispositions of reverence, we have that fifth type of fear. The angels have this fear. The preface of the Mass speaks about the angels. It says the archangels adore and the angels tremble before the presence of God. The blessed in heaven, the souls who have saved their souls, they have left behind all of the lesser fears. They don't fear punishment because they don't deserve punishment. There's no punishment owed to them. They don't fear offending God because they're fixed in the beatific vision. They can't commit any sins. There's no way they're going to offend God, so they don't have that fear. But they still have the fear of reverence. They do fear God, they reverence God, and they adore God. Even our Lord himself, in his human nature, had this fear. The gospel tells us how frequently our Lord went off alone to pray. And it says that when he agonized in the garden, he prostrated himself. He fell flat on his face in the Garden of Olives. Our Lord, in his human nature, was bowing down before the infinite majesty of God. And one of the reasons, one of the many reasons why we prefer the traditional Mass over the Novus Ordo Mass is that the traditional Mass is reverent to God. In other words, this traditional Mass, especially the, the, the Sung Mass, it fosters a great reverence in your soul. The context of, of our traditional liturgy fosters these dispositions of bowing down before God and paying Him the homage that is due to Him as the infinite and supreme being. Whereas the new Mass is irreverent to God. It's very difficult to have reverence at the new Mass. Whereas it's easy and straightforward to have reverence at the traditional Mass. So my dear faithful, these are the five fears. Two bad fears. Worldly fear, fear not getting my way. And then the fear of punishment, just because it's painful. Those are the two bad fears. Then the three good fears. The, the fear of punishment that I deserve. Then the fear of offending a good father. And then this reverence for the infinite majesty of God. You must strive all of your life to foster the good fears and fight the bad fears. Let's take an example. A couple enters into a building with their child. An old man comes up. He takes the child in his arms. He rejoices with the couple with their newborn child. Then he says to the mother, A sword is going to pierce your soul. And the mother is afraid. Why is she afraid? Does she say, no, that's not what I want. 
I don't want to have any difficulties in this life. This was not my plan when I agreed to be a mother. I wasn't planning for suffering. That is the worldly fear. Our Lady does not have this selfish fear. Does she say, no, I hate pain and suffering. I want to avoid everything in my life that is going to cause me sorrow. I don't want any annoyances. I don't want any physical pains. I don't want any anxieties or sorrows. That is the second type of bad fear. And Our Lady does not have that fear either. Does she say, well, this is what I deserve for my sins. If I suffer in this life, at least I will not have to suffer in the next. I fear these sorrows, but I will endure them so that I do not have to endure something worse. In us, this would be a good fear. But it does not apply to Our Lady because she does not have any sins. And so she does not deserve any punishment. Our Lady could not have the fear of hell, that lowest type of supernatural fear. Does Our Lady say, if I do not endure this sorrow, then I will offend God. God has willed for me to be the sorrowful mother. This is somehow an aspect of his goodness to me that he asks me to suffer for the sake of the human race. How can I possibly say no to him and offend him by the rejection of his will? Our Lady has this fear. She does not want to offend God. She recognizes that the sorrows, her seven sorrows, are the will of God for her. And she embraces that will because she is the daughter of God. And she does everything that God wants because she loves him. But she also has the highest fear. When she hears that God wills her to suffer, her deepest reaction is to adore the will of God. Behold the handmaid of the Lord, be it done in me according to his will. And even upon hearing of this sufferings that she will have to experience, she can even repeat her Magnificat. My soul magnifies the Lord, my spirit rejoices in God my Savior, because he that is mighty has done great things to me, and holy is his name. Our Lady's glory is in her sufferings. She bows herself down before the will of God because he knows best what's good for her and he knows best what's good for you. If it happens to you, if God wants it, then you must want it because he's God and you're the creature. That is the law of your being and you must submit to it. So my dear faithful, why are you afraid? When you fear something, your first reaction is going to be that natural worldly fear. It's going to be a selfish reaction. You fear because of your own selfish interest. And you must be aware when this happens to you. You must be able to say, I'm anxious right now. I'm worried. My soul is disturbed. Why am I worried? Where is God in this fear? Then you have to elevate your fear. You have to raise it above the natural level. You might say to yourself, 
I'm not afraid for the right reason. Dear Lord, I offer this difficulty to you. I leave it in your hands. The only thing I want is what you want. Only keep me from offending you. You alone know what is best for me. If you want me to suffer, I want to suffer. Only give me the strength because I am weak. Help me fear only what you fear. And of course, we must not fail to have recourse to our Blessed Mother who was so strong in her fears and her sorrows that she stood at the foot of the cross. She was not hysterical and collapsing at the cross, but she stood at the foot of the cross because she bore her fear with the supernatural spirit. We must fly to her when we feel fear rising up in our hearts, saying to her, Remember, O most gracious mother, that never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection was left unaided. Help me forget about my natural fears and anxieties. Take them away from me. I entrust all of my affairs to you. Teach me how to fear your son and to fear nothing else, so that I can be with you and him forever in heaven. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.